0: E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles.
1: Welcome back to another edition of Football 24-7. I'm your guy, Tony DeShills II, and I'm joined by our Jacob Sports Eagles insider, John McMullen. First things first, before we get too deep into the content, you guys know what you have to do. You know what you're responsible for you guys have to smash that like button make sure you guys continue to stay engaged in that live chat and also if you're watching this after the fact make sure you guys comment below if any of your opinions we love to hear them and also make sure you guys are subscribed to the jacob sports youtube channel on top of that we would love for you guys to go check out the jacob sports website jakibsports.com there you'll be able to find a lot of content about your philadelphia eagles from our one and only john mcmullen now Obviously, it was a big day for the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles uh, hosted their annual live practice at Lincoln Financial Field. And we're going to get into that. Best believe you guys, there was a lot of things that was really exciting. You saw Jalen Hurts for the first time in a while. Uh, You saw A.J. Brown doing his thing. You saw the defense doing their thing as well. But we have some new Philadelphia Eagles. We have some housekeeping to do. Obviously, they brought in... uh, a guard in the center, Josh Andrews, a veteran. But I think the most notable names that we need to get into, John, are two two off-ball linebackers, Miles Jack and Zach Cunningham. Now, let me set the table a little bit. Miles Jack, seven-year pro going into his eighth season, started in 95 games, mostly for Jacksonville, spent 2022 in Pittsburgh where he had uh, over 100 tackles in his last three seasons, uh, averaged just about 86% of the defensive snaps over the past three seasons as well. 27 years old, six foot one, 244 pounds, a 2016 second round pick, and then Zach Cunningham, also a second round pick, six year pro going into his seventh season, played for Houston and Tennessee, and he's battled some injuries over the past couple seasons. Most notably, that that knee and elbow. But overall, he's a pretty solid player. Last year, only started in six games. But here's the caveat about it. Both Miles Jack and Zach Cunningham played on two top ten run run defenses. So, John, with all that said, with all that we know about these guys, I need to know what's your evaluation of this pickup? How do you think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to utilize these guys? And again, like we talk about all the time, this this linebacker room is very thin. So please fill in the gap, sir.
0: Yeah, Tone, I I don't think there's any question that uh, Zach Cunningham, Miles Jack, it's got a Linball, Joseph, and Dominican Sue, Beal to it. They both got identical one year, two and a half million dollar contracts, very similar to Linball and Indomitian when they came on. The difference is obviously they came in late in the season when the Eagles suffered some injuries and needed help on the interior of the defensive line. It was very, very, very evident uh, that this team needed help at all-ball linebacker. Howie Roseman was very well aware of it. And I think it just got more sort of uh, – cow- it, 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 the microscope microscope got on it a little bit more when N'Kobe Dean went down with a, a, an ankle injury. And he missed, by the way, essentially his third consecutive practice. He was injured – in individual drills, missed team drills. Then he was out Friday. He was out again tonight. I don't think this is about N'Kobe Dean, but I would be stunned if the better of these two players, whether it's Miles Jack or Zach Cunningham, isn't the other starter at linebacker. And as you mentioned, you know, they both have significant experience. They both have been good players. I would say Zach, um a little bit better. Zach was a pretty darn good player um, before some of the injuries hit. Didn't play that much last year. Um, And Miles Jack um, played more last season in Pittsburgh. Wasn't great. I just looked up his PFF numbers. They had him at 65 of 81. But, again, this was a significant, significant issue with the Philadelphia Eagles. We've been talking about it, you know, Today, it was Christian Ellis and Sean Bradley who got the first team reps at linebacker. That's not good enough for a Super Bowl contender. Um, everybody's going to feel more comfortable with Zach Cunningham and Miles Jack. Um, you hope Zach is healthy, and I think that would be the guy I would focus on. But we're, we're going to have to see him. Those guys aren't here yet. They'll probably practice on Tuesday the first time. I would expect, um, and I wouldn't, you know, I go back a couple years ago when Steve Nelson was brought in two days before the start of training camp, and he took the first first-team rep. I would not be surprised if one of those two takes a first-team rep immediately at all-ball linebacker. That's how desperate the situation is. And, and from all, you know, for the guys in-house, and Nick Sirianni bent over backwards and said, we like the room. We like the room. No, you don't. You don't like the room at all. <laughs> this is not a good sign for Nicholas Morrow specifically. Uh, you know, Christian Ellis has a role on this team as a one of its core special teams players, one of its best special teams players. And N'Kobe's going to be here. They still want N'Kobe Dean to be a, a starting linebacker. But there's concerns over his Uh, durability, which are now even greatens with the ankle injury. And you also have to be honest about it. Guy took 34 snaps last year. It's not like you don't need an insurance policy if he's not quite up to what you think he might be. And that's what this does as well, because you bring in the two linebackers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Again, now, Kobe size has always been a concern, especially you know bringing his game from the college ranks all the way to the NFL. He's not a big guy by any stretch of the imagination. You think about what Zach Cunningham brings to the table, being 6'3", 238 pounds, a lot of experience, started in 76 games. And I believe his best season was in 2020 when he had, where he had 164 total tackles, 106 solo tackles, seven tackles for loss, and three sacks. Miles um, Jack, a guy who maybe – wouldn't be considered as talented or as good as that Cunningham, but he does have a stronger bill of health, right? So when you, when you, when you think about both of these guys, it's going to come down to who can make the the biggest impact or leave a lasting mark in the shortest amount of time. And also who can manage to stay healthy and the Kobe Dean, you brought up a point that this isn't really about him, but I think it's unavoidable for, the fan base, and everyone else keeping close keeping close tabs on the Philadelphia Eagles to think that it's not about him. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I don't. That part I don't because, as I said, they want Nicobe Dean to be a starting linebacker. So it's about, yeah. you know, the depth behind him. But it, it also serves as a, a needed insurance policy, right, I mean, football in a lot of ways, football is always about evaluation, how you evaluate players. The Eagles think N'Kobe Dean's going to be a very good player at a linebacker. You know, they might be wrong. So you have to have that uh, insurance policy as well for an unproven player. Right. And these guys have played a lot of football. And if worse comes to worse, and it's Zach Cunningham and Miles Jack, you're going to feel a lot better – than what you felt yesterday or even earlier today when you start thinking about, as I said, you know, if they had to play a game tonight, there were 50,000 people here, so it was almost like a game. But uh, if they had to play a game tonight, it would have been Christian Ellis and Sean Bradley. Are you excited by that? I'll ask Eagles fans, I, I, you know, can you be no. excited by that?
1: No, you're right. Yeah, it's it's really nothing to really uh, write home about, right? And um, I think about again Dean's size, and you couple that with I know we talked about Christian Ellis's size before, that would make more sense. You can kind of mask uh N'Kobe Dean's physical limitations with a guy like Christian Ellis, but now you bring in all this experience with a Miles Jack and Zach Cunningham, and again, those guys have tremendous size, and those guys played on uh two top 10 run defenses. Now, I don't know how much stock um you want to put into that, but I'm curious to you know. What's your thoughts on that? Knowing the Philadelphia Eagles have been a team that a struggled with the run and also struggled with having size, consistent size at linebacker, especially this season.
0: Well, I think you know part of that is struggling, struggling versus the run. I'll put that. Part of that is philosophy and the fact that uh, you know that's sort of what they're trying to do. They're trying to limit explosive plays, and you, uh, football, defensive football, is so always sort of a give and take. So. I always say, really, the the, the core, if you want to boil it down, the core of this defensive philosophy is that extra guy, um, the 11th man, so to speak, is in coverage. If you have to put him in run support, you might look better statistically in run support. Not might, you're going to. Um, but they don't want to do that. They don't want to do that because they want to limit those explosive plays. So they would rather be fifteenth or sixteenth and run defense than fifteenth or sixteenth and pass defense. So that's that's sort of the philosophy uh, behind the way they play defense.
1: Understood. Moving on, let's talk about tonight. Uh, like you said, there was over fifty thousand people in attendance at Lincoln Financial Field. Like you would have thought it was an actual game going on, but as, as you and I both know, me, myself included we love our Philadelphia Eagles. I love my Philadelphia Eagles. I've never been shameful about it. Um you you're, you remain objective and I love that about you. So we kind of had we, we kind of play that uh we kind of play both sides of the defense you and I, right? You know, and I think it's really interesting to see well, I think it's really interesting more so to get a feel for what was the overall ambiance of that building tonight. Well, you
0: you could see tremendous excitement. I've been I've been at every I think open practice at Lincoln Financial Field uh, since they started them in the Chick, Chip Kelly era um, and this was the largest crowd the the largest crowd was the first one with chip. Everybody was excited. there' were about a little bit over 40,000 from what I remember uh, and the Eagles. I don't think they've announced the official attendance yet, but they said Nick said over but they were expecting over 50,000. Um, it looked it, um, you know, maybe some people didn't show up or that nature, but you can see they're fired up and and understandably so because they're coming off a Super Bowl season. So, um, you know, Jalen Hurts got uh, serenaded with MVP chances. He hit the field. Um Eagles chants all over the place heard a Dallas uh, sucks Chan at one point so um, in in midseason form there yeah i mean they're fired up they are fired up they should be this is very good this is a very good football team uh, even with some of the issues and they address the issues today they told they told you they have an issue with linebacker they have an issue with a uh, uh, depth on the interior offensive line they're trying to get better in those two spots. But, you know, you look at the defensive front, the starting offensive line, the quarterback, the receivers, the tight end, the corners, it's pretty good. Even even the safeties, uh, another sort of weakness, but the more you watch Reed Blankenship, the more confidence you get and I think then you can cobble together the other safety spot, especially with that defensive front. It's a very good te- team. I think they have a high floor. I, I don't think, in other words, um, I don't know what the ceiling is, but I think the floor is pretty high. This is every, you know, Jimmy Kempsky, my buddy always does his dumpster fire series where he, he points out the reason that if things go in a negative direction, how, the Dallas Cowboys can be a dumpster fire, the New York Giants, the Washington commanders, the Eagles. He did his, uh, piece. He had the stretch. I can't picture this team being a dumpster fire. They have a high floor.
1: Yeah. When you think about the schedule, things can definitely get a little hairy, but ultimately when you look at this roster from top to bottom, they should be able to compete and challenge any and everybody, uh, that steps foot in the link and even people on the road. Um, We all we know there's some big matchups coming up this season with San Francisco, Uh, big matchups coming up with uh, the Chiefs, uh, the Bill, uh, uh, obviously the Cowboys, uh, the Miami Dolphins, the New York Jets. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to have to go up against some pretty elite quarterback play throughout this season. Um, Better quarterbacks than they faced last season. Uh, That's not taking anything away from the the success they've had. But overall, this is going to be a much tougher season and we're really going to see if this roster is worth its weight in gold for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm I, not a big strength of schedule guy because every year in the NFL there's a, a worst, to first, and, and a first who turns into not as good maybe because they have to play that first-place schedule. So um, you play who's in front of you, and, and I didn't hold it against the Eagles last year. I'm not going to hold it against them this year. Agreed. Um, you can only play who's in front of you, and I mean, yeah, I – the 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 thought process of they struggled against good quarterbacks never makes sense to me. Everybody struggles against good quarterbacks. That's the whole point. It's really difficult to play against Patrick Mahomes versus insert name of average quarterback. Um, that's common sense. Um, you know, can you get it done on that particular day? I, I've said it for a long time. Uh, I'm surprised. How many Eagles fans downplay getting to the Super Bowl? That's an accomplishment. That is a big accomplishment. Um, There's been 57 of them. How many have the Eagles been to? How many have they won? It is a big, big, big accomplishment. So the fact that they came up a little bit short in the second half, I mean, if you're expecting them to get back to the Super Bowl again with no hiccups, you're going to be in for uh, a a bad time. It is very difficult to get where they got last year. Now, on paper, they look like the best team in the NFC. We'll see if they hold up injury-wise. But the assumption that Sean Desai or anybody else is going to come in here and make sure that Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and any other great quarterback is going to be stopped or stymied. It's not how this league works.
1: Yeah, you bring up a good point. Ultimately, everyone will struggle against the best of the best. And I think that's just the nature of the game, especially with it becoming more of a passing league. Um, Make sure you guys continue to uh, smash that like button, continue to stay engaged. You guys are locked in on football 24-7. He's John McMullen. I'm your guy, Tone DeShills II. We appreciate you guys. Continue to lock in, subscribe to the channel, smash that like button. Also, check out more content from John McMullen on jcubsports.com. So, John, um. Besides the pageantry, right, you know, what, you know, what is what, what are some things you observed tonight? Obviously, it was a live practice, so you can't really expect the Philadelphia Eagles but to be but so uh, physical out there. Uh, but the word is they put on a pretty good show. Uh, what, what were some of your observations tonight? Did anything stand out to you?
0: Um, uh, first off, I want to say Patrick Johnson. Uh, that was a scare. Uh, his injury, it's an ankle Um, He was carted off on Friday, certainly looked like it could be very serious. Uh, Turns out it's not uh, serious, and and so that's good news. Uh, He's been having a good camp. We'll see how long he's out. But, you know, there was a lot of fear um, that it might be a season-ending injury because he uh, was really upset. He was carted off. The players went up and and sort of uh, – you know, gave him taps on the on the shoulder pads and things like that. It looked really bad at the time. So good news, positive news there. Um, not uh, believed to be serious at all. Um, so hopefully, it's a you know at the most a week or two injury, and he should be able uh, to get back. As far as the on-field stuff, um, the Eagles really continue to. Uh, the offense continues to give the defense headaches with the quarterback run game. And not just Jalen Hurts, um, but also Marcus Mariota. Um, and that's something, you know, obviously from one side you could say, hey, that's really good. From the other side, you say, I mean, they're getting gashed defensively uh, with the quarterback run game. So, you know, the good news is they don't have to play Jalen Hurts during the regular season. Maybe it helps them. Maybe they can get a little bit better. Um, as far as, you know, some of the drills and things like that, uh, they went with an interesting hurry-up period near the end of practice where the offense was down each. Uh, so they had to score and get a two-point conversion. Uh, Jalen was successful through a, a sort of a fade pass to A.J. Brown who just went up over Josh Job, caught the football high point into the football uh, Joe been there for James Bradbury, who was out again with his groin injury. Um, and then Jalen Hurts converted by running the football. Um, the second team, Marcus Mariota, also scored, but wasn't able to get the two-point conversion. So um, defense held up at least, get, didn't give up the two-point conversion. Um, so that was pretty interesting. They had a bit of a, a, a punning battle between – Aaron Sipos and Ty Zetner, I know people are focused on that. Sipos continues to be a a little bit better, so I don't think that's turning into – I asked Nick Sirianni about Cam Juergens, and he kind of laughed and said he doesn't have to name a starter today, so he's not going to name a starter. But the way he reacted to me, told you that Cam Juergens is the starting right guard, so anybody concerned about that, I think you can call that sort of brace – which never even got developed. Um, And, you know, it's a typical practice. It was just more pageantry. It was just in front of 50,000 people.
1: Sounds good. Before we get out of here, John, really quickly, even though the offense pretty much took care of business today, uh, were there any defensive MVPs? Were there anybody, uh, were there any guys uh, that that stood out to you on defense? I know we talked about Reed Blankenship earlier, being a guy that the more more you see him, uh, the better he looks in this situation. So were there any guys on defense who were able to uh, uh, make a mark um, in your eyes?
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, Reed is one of them. Certainly the defensive front has been really good. So, you know, if you to uh, uh, boil things down to individuals. Uh, they've struggled a bit on the back seven, uh, but the defensive front has been very tough to block, especially for the Eagles' second-team defensive line. Um, You know, some one-on-one uh, drills, Marlon Tui-Pelotu, really just bull rushed poor Julian Good-Jones into – you know the makeshift quarterback, so to speak, with a bull rush. Uh, you see some good things. Chiron um, uh, uh, Johnson, um, you know, has shown some things uh, as an edge rusher. Sort of another. They're so deep on the defensive front. Uh, he got a sack on Ian Book, um, and 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 Mackay Gardner continues to show up physically. I, I mentioned Josh Job who's had a great camp, even though he got beat by A.J. Brown. That's not, you know, a lot of people do that. Same thing with good quarterbacks. It's funny. When you're playing good receivers, they make plays. Um, he's actually performed very well. So, um, and Christian Ellis is um, clearly, I would say clearly, this team's best linebacker right now without N'Kobe Dean. Um you know, that probably changes uh, the minute Zach Cunningham and Moss Jack show up.
1: Yeah, especially, um, you know, ultimately, you know, this is this is really going to come down to can this team stay healthy? Last year, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, they managed to dodge the injury bug, whereas, though, it really hit uh, some of their NFC East counterparts. The Giants were one of the most injured teams uh, in the NFL. So, Uh, In order to stay on top of this NFC East division and stay on top of this NFC, besides having all the talent in the world, this Philadelphia Eagles team is going to have to stay healthy. And like I said, with all this talent, they can pretty much compete and pretty much beat anybody as long as, as long as they stay healthy and as long as Jalen Hurts, this team will go as far as Jalen Hurts will take them. And, you know, again, I think, you know, seeing uh, Nick Sirianni, Uh, He's entering, I believe, his third season as the Philadelphia Eagles uh, head coach. There's a lot of pressure on him. There's a lot of pressure on these coordinators as well. So, John, um, last question for you. Um, Can you give us any uh, updates on the Philadelphia Eagles' uh, upcoming uh, practice schedule, any um, uh, walkthroughs? Can you just give us uh, what's coming up for them and also what's coming up for you on Sports Illustrated Illustrated and Jacobsports.com?
0: Um, they are, uh, taking, taking the day off tomorrow. They'll be back on the practice field Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So three in a row, uh, then they'll have, uh, sort of the first, uh, walkthrough before game day, the first preseason game in Baltimore on Saturday. Um, so that's the week ahead, um, yeah. And obviously I'll have my practice thoughts and notes. Uh, everyone can see it. As uh, SI. um, soon as I get off with you, that's what I'll be doing.
1: <laughs> John's the hardest working man in Philadelphia right now. I'll tell you that. Uh, make sure you guys smash that like button again. We appreciate all the love you guys provide to the content and all the love you guys provide to the show and provide to John and myself and also provide to the JKF sports YouTube channel. And if this is your first time here, we didn't forget about you guys. We appreciate it, and hopefully you guys enjoyed your time, and hopefully you end up staying for another good time. Uh, tomorrow, obviously, we have uh, our heavy hitters on Burge 365, John McMullen and Jody Mack. And then we have in the afternoon, or at noon, 12 p.m. Eastern time, rather, we have Rob Ellis and Derek Gunn. And then to top it off in the evening, in the afternoon, we have our guy, Dan Cilio, from the National Football Show. So if you guys want to continue to get some of the best sports talk in Philadelphia, right now, some of the best sports talk on the East Coast. Make sure you guys lock in on Jacob Sports and also make sure you guys lock in on jacobsports.com. John McMillan does an amazing job uh, covering your Philadelphia Eagles as our Eagles insider on Jacob Sports. So we're going to call it a day, you guys. Uh, take care. One love. Stay humble. Stay healthy. And most importantly, stay hungry. This has been football 24 7 with John McMullen. And I'm your guy, Tony, just a second. Take care, you guys.